Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right, let's get into it today. I know you got things going on. Uh, don't want to keep you all day, but we're talking about halfway there because we get into the new year, right? Okay, so we get into the new year. We get the word from, from the Lord, our, our pastor, a lot of our churches, a lot of, of uh, churches that you belong to. We'll do a New Year's Eve service. We get that word for the year. You know, we're all hyped. We're like on a high. We're, we're doing the 21-day fast. We're all like, yes, these are the things I'm believing God for. And during the fast, some of the things get checked off our list. And then we're still, um, you know, believing for the rest of it. Make sure, side note, you're sharing this broadcast. Make sure you share it while you're on. Don't leave it all to yourself. But um, we are uh, half, just about to be halfway through the year. We're starting that halfway month. And I was thinking the other day how we start to get a little bit on cruise control. There's a couple times throughout the year that I notice that Christians do on it, especially like the fall towards the winter, they get in that cozy weather, you know, I'm gonna have that relaxed mode of, you know, snuggling under a blanket and holding my hot cocoa uh, with the steam coming up and looking out the frosty glass windows. And we get into that in our, in our walk with the Lord. We get into that, you know, look, of, well, the year's almost over, we'll hit it hard in January. But you know, that's how we also get right when the summer starts, I get it. I'm a homeschool mom, I've been busy. We get to the point where it's like, oh, a break, it's lifted off my shoulders. I have other things I can focus on during the day besides the three kids in school, <coughs> excuse me. And so, um, so I, t I totally get that I need a breathe moment and um, you know, uh, we get into vacation mode. We're planning all of our vacations. We're trying to get into, you know, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do with the family? What do we have planned? Well, we don't want to get that way with our walk with the Lord because we'll get that way. We'll, we'll, we'll start missing Sundays. The weather's nice. We're doing this. We're going out here. You know, it's just this time. And, and it ends up becoming um, more of a habit in our life. But today I'm going to encourage you because we're not letting go. There's some things that we're all still believing for. There's some mighty, mighty breakthroughs. There's big things. Now, as a believer, we should be expecting big things. We should be having some big things on our prayer list. We should not be at the point where we're like, well, there's really nothing that I'm believing God for. There's nothing that I'm, hey, Jessica, hey, Jenna, uh, there's nothing that, you know, I'm just like, that cruise control feel like I'm good. I'm just going to pray for others. There's nothing that I need. No, I feel like we should always be going after. Christians are productful. Christians should be producing Christians. I love Psalm 1. It's one of my favorite chapters in Psalm. And it talks about um, how you will be fruitful in every season but it shows you how, what, what, what are your roots connected to, what river, what, what is it connected to. Christians are to be productive in every season of life. So with that productivity, it's just like technology and everything going on nowadays. We gotta constantly be 
what can we do? What's better? Where are we moving? We're, Christians move forward. We know what stagnant is. We know stagnant is, um, uh, we know what stagnant water is. It's stinky. It's bacteria. It doesn't produce anything. There's no life. It, 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 it's dead. It's yuck. And so we're not going to be that stagnant Christian. We're not going to get to June 1st and, and pull off the gas pedal. We're going to be pressing it. We're going full force. Any of you who are Victory Tribe, any of you who follow this ministry are like uh, part of this believing for divine possession. Well, it's big stuff. Divine possession is not stuff that's off a shelf. It's supernatural and it's big. We are not built for small. We're built for big. And Daniel says, though they who know their God will do great exploits. Well, we have greatness inside of us, and we're going to be doing great things, but we can't back down. We can't go into vacation mode. You know, we can't be, you know, laying in the lounger all day long and, and believing God to, you know, he's just, he's just doing things. He's just, he's just doing, I'm going to lay here. I'm going to, no. Yes, there's rest in faith. That faith is, a, is we, we can rest in faith but we're to be productive. And I just recently spoke at a wonderful um, church. Actually, she might still be on, Pastor Jessica Fitch. And I, I did my message on being all in, uh, how we can look. And I did yesterday on Victory. If you missed that broadcast, I highly encourage you to go back and watch it because I gave five ways that a, of a victor's mindset five ways to keep that, to keep you walking in the victory that God's given to you. So make sure you go back and check that out, Facebook, uh, YouTube, podcasts. But I really felt like today when I was speaking to a, more on more ladies to encourage you because I get it. We are busy, whether you have a job as a stay-at-home mom or you have a job where you go into the workforce. We can get into the busy mode. I get it. I so get it because I, 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 this happens to me every spring. I'm like trying to crank out the kids in school. I have three now. We travel very much <laughs> and, and also trying to keep the ministry going, trying to be productive, trying to do things for the ladies, speaking at engagements myself, making sure my, my family life is, is number one. There's a lot to juggle as women. We, we set the tone. We, you know, we take care of our kids, our family, our cooking, our cleaning. There's a lot on our plate. So I don't want that. Um, well, good, Jess. You're going to hear it again today. <laughs> I don't want that to take the place of being all in. So I highly encourage you today. This is a message for you. And it's going to ramp us up because, it, like I said, it's June 1st and we're sticking it. We're sticking it out to be all in. And I'm going to go over a few things today because I have a few questions I want to ask you. I'm talking about operating in the power of God. We have, a, have, a, have access. We have a right to operate in the power of God. Aw, oh, Jess, I'm going to need tissues. We're, don't do that to me on the broadcast. <laughs> but thank you very much. 
I love you greatly. But we're to operate in the power of God. We are not uh, a weak human species. We're not, you know, as women. No, we're strong. And we are also called to walk in the power of God. But we're going to have to stay all in, all in to this. All the way through, all the way through the year. Sometimes we get into this, like, fight mode for other things in the natural. We will, you know, someone bothers our kids. We get, you know, into fight mode. We are annoyed when there's something we pay for, right? We pay for something. We pay for car insurance or we pay for, you know, something from the store and we left it and we, you know, well, it's our, it's our right to have it because I paid for it. So I, you know, I got to go back and get it at the store or, you know, I have car insurance and it, it covers certain stuff. Well, I want to make sure if I got a fender bender, I'm getting everything that's in my package. Well, we have a package with our covenant. We have a package that we have to fight for. So we're going to take this, you know, strength that we have in the natural and we're going to flip it and we're going to go after it in the supernatural. We're not going to let the enemy mess with our stuff. We're not going to let the enemy meddle in uh, what belongs to us. We're not going to uh, coddle the enemy. We're not going to allow him to have his way. We're going to take what's rightfully ours and that's to operate in the power of Jesus Christ. Okay, so... With my first question of you being all in, I actually wrote it down in Mark 4, 23 through 25 in the Amplified because I liked, I liked how, it, how it, I love in the Amplified sometimes when I'm studying how it does the parentheses and it just expands, you know, and, and it goes in a little bit deeper of the meaning of the verse. So um, in Mark 4, I'm going with, starting with, well, I'll start with 22. All right, if anyone has ears to hear, let them hear and heed my words. And then he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. By your own standard of measurement, that is to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, it will be measured to you. And then look, it says, and you will be given even greater ability to respond. So what's your measurement are you putting into this? Are you getting up and having a devotional life? Are you praying throughout the day? Are you seeking God's direction? Are you seeking what he has for you in his life? Are you paying attention to the Holy Spirit? Are you listening to the right voices? Are you making decisions based on uh, the Bible? Or are you making decisions based on what the news media has to say? What, you know, I just got a stupid article sent to me this morning. Uh, the CDC recommends um, wearing masks indoors in three South Florida uh, counties. And guess what? One of them is mine. Well, I got a few recommendations for the CDC. I won't say them here out loud because they wouldn't be nice words. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, it, it, it's just like, am I going to listen to that recommendation or am I going to apply the word of God just with any situation? Because the news, the government, uh, therapists, they're always recommending something. They're always what they think is going to be okay for your life. But we have the word of God. 
and he's telling us how to apply it, what we can do. So it says by the standard of your measurement, what are, what are, you, are you applying it? Are you living by it? Are you going after it? Because what you go after, you're going to get out of it. What, what, are you spending time with the Lord? Are you, I mean, it says right there, it will be measured to you and you will be given even greater ability to respond and more will be given to you besides. For whoever has a teachable heart, to him more understanding will be given. We're always, you know, wanting, fill me up, God. Fill me up, God. And we're all at the altar like, I want more, I want more, I want more of you. I want more, I want more, I want more of you. But um, you're not doing anything. That was like Sunday morning, and then you go next Sunday morning. So it's like, how much do you really want of God? It, what is, is he in your life just for Sundays? Is he in your life just for your Instagram posts? Um, is he like, what, what, what part of him is in your life? That's what I'm always wondering. Like, are you truly saying, Lord, fill me up. Lord, use me. Lord, I do want more of you. I want so much more of you. I'm going to spend time in your word. I'm going to seek revelation so I can produce manifestation of the word. I am going to go after you. I am going to seek you in all my ways. I'm going to seek you on every decision. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. Is that something that you're saying? And so look, if you go back to verse 23, by your own standard of measurement, what is your thought and study life like? If we don't give time to the truth of God's word, we are rejecting his power. Rejecting his power. Look, Isaiah 55, 11, in the same, it is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want to it and it will prosper everywhere I send it. So I'm going to give time to the word of God. I'm going to make sure I'm doing my part. What is your part? Confessing the word of God the right way. It says, I'll send it out, what? His word, and it always produces fruit. It's not going to come back void. But there's times where people are like, I didn't see what I said. I'm not getting fruit. It, I, it's kind of coming back void because I'm not seeing it. So then my next question is, what are you speaking? What are you saying? Are you in the word so you can confess the word correctly? Are you believing properly so your confession lines up with the word of God? That's what's going to make a big difference. That's how you're going to see because he's not a liar. God said, when I send my word, my word, when I send the correct word, it will not return void. It will accomplish everything it was sent to do. There's no, everything is not 90%. Every, everything is 100%. It will always produce the right thing when you're speaking the right words. But are you all in? Are you taking the time? 
or have we gotten on vacation mode? Are we starting to, well, I haven't really seen what I'm believing for. You know, I'm not really seeing what I thought, you know, God, God was giving me at the beginning of the year. So then we talk ourselves out of it. So maybe, you know, that word wasn't the right word. Maybe I didn't hear it correctly. Maybe that word that I got called out on just, you know, wasn't. No, you stand strong. You go after it. You go after that word. You go after what God told you. There's things that God told me at the beginning of the year that I know are going to happen. I know they're going to happen, but I haven't seen it yet. I'm not walking in it in this very moment yet, but I'm not letting go of it. I've got a bulldog bite on the word and direction that God has given to me. And I'm hanging on to that until I'm standing in it, until it comes to pass. Because I, I've made up in my mind, I'm going to be all in. I'm not letting the busyness of this world cause me to shut out the voice of God, to shut out his direction, to shut out his correction, to, to, to get me on the right path. I'm not going to let the cares of this world steer me in a different direction. I'm not going to let them have me make other decisions. You know, God could be telling you to do something. And then I, I just happened the other day, someone told me, you know, like, well, this person was, was kind of nervous to move forward now because they're saying like, not sure what the government's gonna do. And so that makes them uncertain. Like no cues whatsoever will I ever take from the government. I don't care what they do. I, I don't care what they do because I've got a mindset of what I spoke on yesterday, a victor. I have a victorious mindset. I know what God said I can have. I know what he said I can be. I know who he's made me to be. I know the weapons that he's given to me to take out any fiery dart. And so when you know these things, you can walk confidently and boldly, but you won't know these things if you're not in the word of God. So that's why in Mark, Mark 4, it says right there, by your own standard of measurement, in parentheses, that is to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom. So you have to make sure you're giving time to the truth of God's word. That's going to make a huge difference in your mindset, in your decisions. I am right now. Oh, sorry, my, my daughter's asking me a question <laughs> in the middle of the broadcast. It's family, it's family matters. It's family today. Um, all right. The crisis of life does show up at some point. We're not void of having a crisis come our way. But what do we say? That it is scriptural to have that attack come. But what's not scriptural? To be defeated. So what you filled yourself up with, the, your study time, that measurement, that uh, godly wisdom that, that you have applied, 
That is what's going to make a difference when a crisis does come your way and how you'll handle it, how you'll be affected, and even if you'll notice it. There's a minister that I like to read from and follow, uh, Dr. David Oedepo. You've heard Ted talk about him a lot. And um, someone asked him a question about, you know, like they were just like, you, you don't really like struggle in your life and you don't experience, you know, many crises. And, and he said, oh, I'm sure they come my way, but I don't even know, I don't even know about it. Because he stays so filled that it's not even going to mess up his time. It's not even going to take a minute of his day to worry about because he has the answer. He knows that, hey, even if it came this way, I might not even know about different struggles and different traps the enemies tried to set for me because I have a different mindset. So when I do hear something, I'm not thrown off course. I'm not thrown off. I'm able to operate in the power that God's given to us. All right. Crisis, struggles, constant hardships become a lifestyle to people when they are void of power. But the power of God will destroy it. It will obliterate it. It will take over it. Like I told you yesterday, light takes out darkness. It's not the other way around. When the light comes on in the room, boom, darkness is gone. And that's what we have with our power. When our power comes in the room, when our power comes into play that God's given to us, boom, enemies are gone, destroyed, out of the way, sent with their tails between their legs. All right, we determine what flows. It all starts with what we hear, right? All starts with what we hear. We know faith comes by hearing. It all starts with what we hear. So whether or not you choose to believe what you hear, it's on us. Ladies, it is on us. Responsibility. Are we choosing to hear the right thing? And then are we believing it? That will change your mind and the way you think. And then that changes, and I've taught it before, how you speak. Hear, mouth, heart, head, all, all connected. It's got to all be on the same page. Because if not, one's pulling on the other to control and vice versa. So it's got to all be on the same thing. And that's how you get the right confession. It says in 2 Corinthians, uh, I believe, therefore I speak. So get that hearing right. What you hear, faith comes by hearing. What you believe and what you believe is going to be what you speak. And so when you, when you speak that, right? then what? Your actions change. Your actions change and then you start getting manifestation. You start seeing what you, you heard it, you start seeing, you believe, and it becomes real. You've pulled it in from the supernatural. You got that manifestation. The outcome of your life is determined by how you treat the word. Faith is how you treat the word. Faith is how you treat the Word of God. We don't beg for God's power, but it's how we treat the Word. I said it yesterday, He's given us everything. He's given us all these wonderful gifts. He's given us a way out. 
He's given us a way to be better. He's given us and shown us love and joy and peace. He's given it to us. He's given us the victory. He's handed us literal victory. And that's how we're supposed to walk in it. My second question for you today, what's your interest level in the word? What's your interest level? Mark eleven twenty four. What's your desire? What are you interested in? I'm interested in getting power from the word. I'm interested in applying the truth of God's word so I can operate in power. I know that's what you're interested in too. Or you wouldn't be listening to this message because you're interested in going all in. You're interested in being powerful and not pitiful. You're interested in that. You wouldn't be a part of these broadcasts and the Victory Tribe and everything we do if you weren't interested in it because you'll never hear a sad story from Ted or I. You'll never hear a woe is me. You'll never hear me that you've got to you got to go through the struggle so you can know God greater. You don't, you're, you don't, you're never going to know that. We're, we're, we claim the struggle is over. We claim someone else's story doesn't have to be our story. We claim faith. We claim power. We claim the things that the Bible tells us that we can have, that we can have. So that I know that's what you're interested in too. Or you wouldn't be listening to us. Look in Genesis 25, 27 through 34. I'm going to go there. This is where Esau sells his birthright. All right. As the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter. He was an outdoorsman, but Jacob had quite a temperament, preferring to stay at home. Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating the wild game Esau brought home. But Rebekah loved Jacob. One day... When Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights of a firstborn son. Look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me now? So how many times are our interest instant gratification? That's the world we live in. I mean, where I live, I can have Amazon deliveries in two hours. You know, you live in a big city, that it, it, they're just everywhere. So we live in that lifestyle. I can get it right to my house. I don't have to move off the couch. I can get it in two hours. I can get my food to me. I can get my groceries to me. You know, I, I can get anything I want instantly. And so our interest in certain things don't stand so strong anymore. So we get like that with the Word of God. I need my healing right now. I prayed. I woke up. I still feel bad. I still have my, you know, whatever the doctor told me I have. I still have this. I need this right now. What, Lord? I asked for money. I'm, I'm, st I'm, still, I'm still in bankruptcy right now. I'm still, I still need this money, you know, da-da-da-da-da right now. And we get into that. I need, I want, and we're throwing a fit before the Lord instead of simply doing our part, taking our action and standing on the word of God and believing by faith for what we need from God and, and hanging in there. I, I get, you know, that there's are some of us that's like, okay, I'm, I'm ready for this healing to manifest. 
you know, I, I want it to manifest now. It's not manifesting now. But we're not going to give in to that. Our faith is going to change the timeline of the natural so we can see the supernatural in our life. Amen? And so Esau was more interested in instant gratification. But Jacob said, first, you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling, can you believe this? Selling all of his rights as a firstborn to his brother for a bowl of stew. Firstborns back then, like, it was a big deal, the rights of firstborns back then. In that moment, his hunger, his, his I want, I want, I want, was like, here, for a bowl of stew, I'll sell you my birthright. Not even thinking, like, down the road <laughs> at all. And that's how we get as, as believers. He swapped his rights for a bowl of stew. So the place you give the word in your life shows your interest level, shows your interest level. You know, there's nothing wrong with boating. There's nothing wrong with vacation. There's nothing wrong with watching a few shows about, you know, on, on Netflix. But it's, it's, does it come first over going to church? Does it come first over getting in your prayer? Is it come first in your relationship with the Lord? What is your interest level? Because that's going to drive us home for the rest of the year. The interest level is going to drive us home for the rest of the year. What God has for us for divine possession. Our interest level. Are we like, okay, it's June 1st, half the year's about over, you know, cruise control. We're just going to see. It's just if he shows up, great. If not, we'll believe for it in 2023. No, that's not, not going to be our motto. We, we've got things that are to be done. We have things that are, we're standing on, and there's things we're, that are coming to pass by divine possession this year, and we're going to stand on it. That's our interest level. Peace, prosperity, joy, health can be robbed from us when uh, there's no interest to hold on to our walk by faith. Those things can be taken from us, robbed, because we have no interest. We're not defending ourselves. We're not interested in putting up a fight. We kind of just are like, well, so be it, whatever. Everyone gets into this like, you know, mm, okay, whatever. And we don't want to stay in that mood. We don't want to be in that position. And so um, when that happens... We don't have our armor on. We're not able to stand strong against any of the fiery darts that come our way because our interest level is in cruise control mode. All right. We're going to have to stir ourselves up continually and towards what we need. So stir ourselves up. What is it? What is, it we ha what is it that we have in our life that can help stir ourselves up? And that brings me to the, the next question for you. Are you positioned to receive? So we're, we're, are we all in? Are we studying? 
are we going up to the measurement of what we want? You know, we all we all want to, you know, we all want to be a prophet. We all want to, you know, have words of knowledge like my father-in-law. We all but well, we don't we don't want to pray. We don't want to spend time in the word of God. We don't want to sit under a gift. It's funny cuz everybody wants to do what Jesus did in the Bible, but they don't want to do what Jesus did to to get to that place. They don't want to. Uh, it's not important to fast. It's not important. I don't need to do that. It's like you, you, you think you're going to operate like the master without doing things that the master had to do? Okay. I don't think so. Hate to break it to you today. So are you positioned to receive? Are you positioned to receive? I love 2 Kings 4. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible, and it's the Shumanite woman. And um, I've, I've gotten so many messages from this chapter. So it's like I've seen it in so many different ways. But, you know, she built the room for uh, the prophet coming through town and, um, you know, keeping that anointing in her house. So she made a room. And I believe that helped position herself to receive. So he was so blessed by it that he said, listen, you know, ask her what she needs to his servant, Gehazi. Go, go ask her what she needs. And she said, well, I really like a son. I haven't been able to have a son. So because of her position to receive, what happened? She received a son. But what happened to that son as he grew up? He worked in the field with his dad. Heat stroke fell over and died and fell over and died. So what did she do? And I love her example because when she got a bad report, she did not go on Facebook. They have computers, but she didn't go on a scroll. <laughs> she didn't put it on a scroll through town and told everybody, what was me? My son is dead. Please, please, just please pray for me. No, she did something about it. She said, wait a second here. I have made room for the anointing in my house. I have positioned myself to receive. I asked for a son and it came to pass. Now this is not gonna be my story. This is not gonna be my portion. And so she sets off to go. And look, this is what you have to see when I talked about stirring yourself up. Who's around you that's gonna be there when you need to stir yourself up and you're going through something? What friends are in your camp? What do you have around you that when you can't get stirred up, who's gonna stir you up? Because look at her own husband. Son's dead in the field. Her own husband says, mm, I, it's not, really the Sabbath, do you think you should go? It's like, what, what are you talking about? Our son is dead. I'm leaving right now, get me a donkey. And so she went. Then she had another opportunity to get out of position. She had another opportunity to um, let what she said become you know, sometimes we say something and then, then it's, it's all part of our mindset. And so she, she got a, a question. The, the Gehazi met her and said, how's everything with you, your family, 
you're, you know, enlisted all this stuff. And a simple reply, it is well. Okay, your son just died and you're letting everybody know everything's peachy in your life. I mean, how, that, that, that takes great faith. That is like, listen, because you know what? She was on a mission. That's what we have to be like. We got to get that fire back in our eyes. We got to get that fight back in our spirit and be like, I'm on a mission. There's something I need from the Lord. I'm not letting go until he gives it to me because the word of God says I can have it. You have to get a bulldog faith and that when something rises up, a bad report, a broken heart, a relationship that's going sour, we're responding with, it is well. Everything's going to be okay. I've got my game face on. And you've got to make sure the people in your circle are the ones that are going to be able to stir you up and not get you to talk doubt, not get you to talk unbelief, not when you're believing for something, give you maybe a, a, a start saying something that can make you question to be like, oh, yeah, may, maybe you are right. Maybe that's not what he has for me. Maybe that's not what I'm, you know, supposed to receive. No. What friends do you have in your circle? You know, um, at the beginning of the year, I always ask the Lord during the fast, what is it that you have for me to see this year? What's like my story, my verses? What, what do you have for me, Lord, to grow so I can see? Well, he's given us this year some of the biggest ideas and instructions that we are stepping into. And um, the Lord gave me where the scouts went out in Numbers 13, when, this, when the scouts and Caleb and Jacob went out and they came back. And they came back with a different report than the other uh, scouts that came back. But you know what? Caleb and um, Joshua knew that the land was theirs knew that the land was theirs. So there's what, there's what I said in point two. There's the word given to them. They heard it. There was the word given to them. Now they had to believe on it, speak it, change their actions, manifestation. And so they went out and they said, listen, that's easy. We can take it. Certainly. Who cares? Fortified city? Eh, no big deal. Giants? Eh, who cares? Not my problem. Because God said it's mine. So when there's other problems in the camp, it's not your problem. Because God said it's yours. So when you see other problems going on, say, it's not my problem. God said it's mine. It's not my problem. And so in verse 33... And they're coming back and they're talking about the report. And it says, we even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. So the ones who came back, the other scouts that said, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. It's good to know who's in your camp. 
do you have the supernatural eyes <laughs> like Caleb and jo that said, no, we're not seeing the same thing you saw. God said we're having the promised land. That is not a hiccup to us. We can certainly conquer it. So just like the Shumanite woman, it is well, we can certainly conquer it. That's the vocabulary that we're going to get today. That's the vocabulary that we're going to go after for us to be all in. We're taking the rest of this year to go after what God says we still need, still believing for. We're not on vacation mode. We're not on cruise control. We're going to be all in. We're not going to give up our rights in Jesus' name. He's given us rights as a believer and our covenant, better promises that we're established on, and we're not letting go of it. Stuff we're believing for, for our kids, for our family, for our husband, for our own body, for our friends. Whatever you're believing for, we're going to see it before the end of this year. But this is not a time. We're not all, yeah, everyone's so gung-ho at the beginning of the year. We're so charged. And then we, you know, let six months of busyness and life get to us. And then we get to the point where we're like, mm, I think I'm just going to have to back up a little bit. But that's not going to be us. We're going to be charged. An army doesn't retreat. God's army does not back down. We're fruitful. We multiply. We take control. We have dominion over this earth. And we're going to walk in our rightful our, our rightful uh, rights as children of God. So Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person listening today, watching the broadcast, listening to the podcast, that we are not backing down. You've called us to be triumphant. You've given us the victory. We're going to be powerful. We're going to operate in your power. We're not going to receive pity. We're not going to walk in shame, destroyed. Uh, you know, we're not, our future isn't, isn't going to be bright because we, we, we dwell on our past. That is all lies of the enemy. You've called us to be all in. We're going to be like Caleb and Joshua. We're going to look in the supernatural, Lord. We're going to have a supernatural vision that keeps us looking forward, saying, that's promised to me. That's promised to my family, and I'm taking it. I'm not backing down. I'm going to operate in the power of God. Thank you, Lord, for the strength that you've given to us, for the joy that we can walk in. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, ladies. And if there's any males on there. But thank you for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. I love you. I didn't get into everything that I, I spoke on when I was in Indiana, but I wanted to get through those three questions because it's just like a little bit of a boost that gets us to move forward. We're not stepping back. We're not, we're not going to be at cruise control. We're not going to be too tired to be productive Christians. We're hanging on by faith what God, I don't mean like hanging in there, like just hanging in there. No, we're hanging on to the words that God has given to us. And we're not going to take a vacation from it. We're going to be all in. Because the more we apply ourselves, the more He's going to give to us. Right? The more He's going to give to us. And I, I want more. 
I want to do great things for the kingdom. I want to see souls saved. I want to operate by the power of God. I want him to use me mightily and I want him to use you mightily. And we're going to operate in that power in Jesus' name. I love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging out with me. Have a wonderful uh, rest of your week. We're halfway done with this week already. And I'll see you tomorrow morning at 1030.